Hello and welcome to Sport A. As always, I'm your host Tay, who puts the Tay in Sport A. Today, I'm joined in the studio by Australian poker player Daniel Hashim. Daniel Hashim had an amazing run in the World Series of Poker main event in Las Vegas this year. Following in his footsteps of his father, 25-year-old Dan Hashim has been playing poker since the age of 10, ever since his dad claimed the World Series of Poker main event title in 2005. Well, Hashi, welcome to the studio and welcome to the show. Thanks, so Dave. glad to have you here. Thank you. So before we get down to business, can you tell us three facts about yourself that we probably don't know? Three facts about myself. Ooh. <laughs> I put you on the spot here, haven't <laughs> put me I? On the spot <laughs> um, something no one knows, I started playing poker when I was like 10 years old, a lot younger than most people. Did your parents allow that? Did my parents allow that? Yeah, well, dad won in 05 and I was 10 turning 11 as soon as he won. That's all All we spoke about was poker, and he sort of taught us straight away. Another thing, I studied engineering at school, wow. civil engineering. Uh, and Poker player and engineer. And the, third, nice. and the third thing, I played footy, like, very seriously growing up my whole life. Well, um, it is finals. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's finals footy now. Yeah, it's finals footy now. So, Who do yeah. you back for? Carlton. 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 <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> now, but uh, looks like we've okay. got looks like we've got a bright future. Yeah, next year. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to business. Tell us about the World Series of Poker main event this year. What an incredible run you had. You actually went really deep into the tournament. Yeah, so um, it was in June or start of July. Well, the main event, the World Series of Poker, it's the biggest tournament in the world. They get over 8,000 runners. Um, I was lucky enough to finish 79th, I think it was. Wow, um, out of how many people did it was, you say? It's over 8,000, close Whoa. to 8,500, yeah. Um, and it was just like seven grueling days of... 12 to 14 hours of poker. Probably one of the best weeks of my life. Like, I I want to do it. I, I could have done it the week after just again. I just loved it that much. But, yeah, it was an amazing run, an amazing journey, and a great experience. So what was going through your mind as you got deeper and deeper into the tournament? Well, it's hard not to think about $8.5 million. Um, oh, I think it was actually $10 million. Wow. So 10, 10 million US dollars for first prize. So that was obviously the top of my mind. But, you know, having experienced it with Dad... 15 or 12 or 13 years before just sort of having that thought in my mind like could I repeat what my dad's done like how cool would this story be like everyone would go crazy Australians would go crazy yeah it was just a super exciting nerve-wracking experience like the adrenaline rush I had for that week especially like the lady going to the tournament when things are serious you're playing for a hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars you're like all right this is life-changing stuff the latter stages of that tournament it was just yeah it was surreal really really was can you just give us a little bit of an insight on like how these tournaments work how do you get into one of these tournaments so with any tournament any poker tournament around the world there's always a an entry fee or a buying fee so for the the one that i played the main event it's ten thousand dollars all you have to do is put up the money anyone can play oh anyone can play so the best thing about poker is you get people from all over the world all walks of life that come in they go some some are professionals some are amateurs some just want to want to tick it off their bucket list. They go, main event's something I want to do. They've got not much of an idea how to play, but they go, it's just something I want to do. And they've got money. And they go, all right, I'll put up the 10000 And that's why it's such a good tournament. You get a mix of all sorts of people playing. Throughout the seven days, I had pros on my table. I had amateurs. I had these happy-go-lucky guys that were just, yeah, I'm just here to have a good time. It's a fun tournament as well. Was the tournament around Robin? So if you won... 
on the day you'd move on or how did that work? So it was just the end of every day you had to have chips in front of you. So you progress through the next day. Um, it's not a like a beat your table sort of thing. You're constantly changing tables. There's always eight or nine people on your table and you just need to make sure you survive with chips and get through to the next day. Well, I actually did watch you live stream and I saw you had a poker a poker face, like a very serious face yeah. throughout the tournament. Yeah. Is this something you learned? Oh, it's just something I think you become accustomed to. It's just, um, uh, not, not, not that I learn. It's just, yeah, you just try and be serious as you can. I usually have like my hoodie over my, my mouth like this and I try and stare in one spot. So my neck's because you can, <laughs> people, poker players, they, they'll look for any sort of tell. They'll see if your neck's pulsating or they'll, See if you're fidgeting, if you're blinking too much, if you take a deep swallow, they'll notice you're nervous. Oh, I so would I'm not just, be good at that. So I'm I can't just like keep this. A yeah. face at all. I'm literally just like this and looking yep. down in one spot, giving away. Yeah, because I did. Absolutely no. You did have your hood on. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And I, he's yeah, in usually hoodie on as well. Yeah. So as, as serious and as focused as I can be. So it's something you've picked up over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Whilst I've played growing up, people have sort of told me, like, just be careful. Like I could see, you know, your neck was like bulging. Like it was just like you, I could see. You were nervous. So then when I started to hear these sort of things, I was like, all right, I better just cover up and make sure. Because when you're playing for that amount of money, every decision means so much. And yeah, you just, you don't want to take any risk. You want to make sure no one can get a read, no one get a read on you. It's just something I've started to do. Well, talking about the winnings, do you guys get to keep the earnings for yourself? Yeah. So because I'm not an American citizen, um, because I'm, I'm foreign, they tax you 30% of your winnings straight away, mm-hmm. but you're able to claim... Almost all of the back through expenses, flights, accommodation, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I basically keep all my winnings. Yeah. Is that only in America that you pay the thirty percent tax? Yeah, because there's no gambling tax in Australia. I'm not sure about Europe. Um, no gambling tax in Australia. So when I play poker here, whatever I win, I just walk out of the casino with. And how do you prepare for an international event and a poker tournament? Um, like most sports and most most things, the more you practice, the better you become. The more I find that if I have a bit of a layoff, say I don't play poker for like a month or so and I go and play a tournament, I'm not as sharp as I would be if I was playing two or three times a week leading into the tournament. It makes a big difference practicing and playing a lot before going to play these tournaments. Yeah, I just feel like the decisions I make are a lot better. I take my time more because I've been practicing. I'm in the zone like I've, I've been doing it for months prior. It's a lot better than just going, all right, I haven't played in a month, I'll just go play this tournament. And you just see, like I said, just not as sharp. Do you have a coach or team behind you? No coach, no team, but my dad's there a lot. We discuss poker almost every day. He plays a lot, I play a lot. My older brother plays a lot as well. And between the three of us, whenever, it's, it's, it's really good to have because you get a take or you get a few takes on different ways on how to play a hand. So I'll go to dad, yeah, dad, what do you think of this? He'll tell me he thought this. And then we just discuss back and forth um, and sort of come up with the best way we thought you could well, we could have played the hand. Well, your father, Joe Hashem, he did win the tournament and was crowned champion in 2005. How's he impacted your poker career? Oh, in a big way. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even know what poker is. Like I said, I started playing when I was 10 or 11. I was playing illegally online, uh, (laughs) poker stars, because you had to be 18. You had to be 18 to play. Fake ID there? (laughs) No, no fake ID. Fake. uh, Actually, yeah, it was a fake ID. And I just put in my bank, uh, my bank account details and... I'd just be playing, like, at school, at home. It was just, it was really bad. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was so much fun, but it's actually what's helped me become the poker player I am now. I, I, am now. I wouldn't be anywhere close to as, as successful as I've been or as good as I've been if it wasn't for starting 
so young and getting such a great understanding of the game because of dad. He's like I said, we talk so much about poker. Uh, he's helped me, yeah, so much. Has he passed on a few of his winning tips to you? Uh, of course, of course. I don't know if I can reveal those takes, but um, <laughs> he definitely, definitely has. He's a big winner. He's obviously very successful. And yeah, he's helped me. He's helped me a lot. So do you and your father actually compete against each other? And like, if so, is there a rivalry? So, so there's no rivalry. It's hard with poker because you're playing in tournaments where there's thousands of people playing. Um, so you, we play in the same tournaments, but it's hard to get on the same table. The chances of being on the same table are very unlikely, unless you're in the latter stages of the tournament and there's like two or three tables left, and that might be the case. That hasn't happened yet. I hope it does at some stage because I would <laughs> love, I would love to play on the same table as my dad. That's my dream for sure. And then you know maybe knock him out and take all his chips <laughs> at, at some stage. No, but yeah, that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. And it's uh, I think. We've already discussed this. If it was to happen in the early stage of the tournament, we'd tell the directors, the tournament directors, we don't want to play. We don't want to try and beat each other. No, That's something you want to do yeah. at the end of the tournament when you're forced to do it. Otherwise, I don't really want to beat my dad or him for, for him to beat me. <laughs> did he play in the main event this year? He did. So he made the end of day three. So he finished like a thousandth, I think, out of the 8,500. Still a good run. Not He's obviously he's finished first in the tournament before and yeah. um, a lot of better finishes, but... It was still a decent effort. Did he, after he got knocked out, was he just there for you, just like yeah, so, making you like be the best you could be? Yeah, he was. So the routine, the routine for those seven days was you wake up at 11 o'clock, you start at 12, you finish at 2, and it's that same process every day. So when Dad was knocked out at the end of day three, so for day four, day four five, and six, I'd get home at 2, he'd be up waiting for me. We'd go get something to eat, have a cigar, have a drink just wind down because like I said it's such an adrenaline rush playing there's no way you can finish playing and go straight to sleep so you finish at two and I'm up until like four um and yeah dad was just there every night just we'd have a drink settle down relax and then get to bed by four and up at 10 10 30 again to do the same thing because you were in Vegas did you actually hit the poking machines or the tables just for fun just or, for or fun like a bit a, sick of it so when I when I'm playing poker I have a rule I don't gamble Anything like with, I don't play blackjack, roulette, poker. I, don't, I never play pokers anyway, but I don't do any of that stuff. So before I started playing, I pl- had a bit of fun like on the tables, mucking around. But as soon as the main event started, I was nowhere near any of the tables. And when you play just for fun with your friends back here in Melbourne, is there like a rivalry? Are you nervous just in case one of them will beat you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've only we've recently just started um, a poker group, about 12 of us. Like a couple of months ago, after I got back from Vegas, everyone was so keen to play and keen to learn. There's definitely some expectation that I'm supposed to win if we play. I think we played twice. Have you won? Uh, I, won the first, I won the first oh, one, yep. came second in the second one. Um, but it's so much fun. I don't expect to win. I just, I'm there to have fun with the boys. And they're all, they, they're all just so keen to learn and play and like really understand the fundamentals of the game. So I'm there literally just teaching and helping out. And it's just, like a twenty dollar buy in, we all everyone's mucking around having having some fun. Where really do I good. sign up? <laughs> I don't know how to play poker. <laughs> you want to learn that? I want to learn. Yeah, a lot of people do. You should post like do. a sign up class. I'll be first to join. <laughs> but let's go and talk about your engineering degree and your career. Yeah. Do you want to pursue poker instead of the business world? Definitely. Yep. That's my dream. My dream since I probably found out I wasn't going to play professional football was uh, poker's definitely the top of my agenda. I love it more than anything. It's a hobby at the moment because it's expensive to take it up full time, to travel all over the world. You know, you're 
paying for flights and accommodation, all that sort of stuff. It's super expensive. But in, I'd say, five or or so years' time, I'd definitely look at taking it more seriously as, like, my profession. That's the dream anyway. Do you think it's a disadvantage that you have to work full-time and not actually focus on focus solely? For sure, for sure, 100%. These guys that that are these pros that play 24-7 have such a big advantage. There's an element of obviously luck involved in poker, so which sort of evens it out a little bit. But like I said before, if I'm playing regularly, I'm playing so much better when I enter these tournaments. So if I had more time to play, more time, I, could, I wasn't at work as often and I could really hone in on my game and you know fix a few things up, it would help me enormously. So when you rock up at these tournaments, do you ever feel starstruck? Obviously, your dad yeah. is up there, like one of the best poker players. Yeah, I'm not starstruck, but I'm definitely nervous at times because, like you, like I said, you get a mix of a mix of players, like amateurs and pros, and you never want to have a pro on your table. Like you just you, and if you do, you want to stay away from them because you know they're the ones that are probably going to catch you out if you're bluffing or you're trying to do something a bit much. Like I'm always nervous when I'm at the table. I try and try and keep it together as best I can, but. Yeah, when you have these big profile players and these professionals that you take, it's hard to like keep your composure and stay calm, but you just do it as best you can. Is there a ranking system? There is, but it only affects the people that are playing so often. I've got no hope of being, you know, ranked up with the best because you need to play heaps of tournaments. The more you play, the more points you get, so on, so on. That doesn't really affect me. Where do you think poker will take you in the next few years? I'm hoping. Well, I'll be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be doing a bit more travel now, having after having that successful stint in Vegas. So, go on the Gold Coast in a few weeks to play a tournament up there. I've already locked in Vegas for about a month next year. Just try and have a real crack at making a big time. Like that's like my. Like I said, I love poker. Um, it'd be my dream to win a really big tournament. Is work very happy that you've been taking this time off? They're not not happy. My I'm very lucky. My director's my good friend and cousin. Um, oh wow! So he's he's been very understanding of you know the time I've had to take off for work for doing what I do. I think they understand like the sort of the gravity of of what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. I only took two weeks leave when I went to Vegas, and I ended up being there for a month because I was in the tournament for so long. And obviously they know what's going on. They know I'm playing for a big amount of money. They were just like, yeah, that's fine. Like don't don't even stress. Like take your time getting home. We understand. So it's been, it's been really good. I don't want you to give away too many of, of your tips, but a lot of people play poker as a hobby. What is the main skill you need to succeed professionally? It's a hard one. There's so many little details in poker that help you become a really successful, good poker player. Um, there's probably nothing I can really put my finger on. What I tell my friends that are beginning, that are starting off playing, is poker's all about how you tell a story, right? When you're bluffing, with your betting, you want to make it out as if you have a really good hand. You're like, the way you're betting is, all right, this guy must have a good hand, but really you're bluffing. And then when you're bluffing, with your betting, you want to make it look like you've got a really good hand so people fold when you're actually buffing. So the beginners that are playing, I just always go, it's how you tell your hand and how you play it. And that's all I could probably give. It's a bit, there's, like I said, there's so many small details in poker. There's so much I could say, but that, that, that's probably the main one. Well, it sounds like me to be an actor in a way. A little bit. You definitely, there's definitely something that has some acting involved. You don't want to overact though, because people definitely notice when you do, and that's usually a sign of weakness. Because they go, "All right, he's overacting. He must have a really strong hand because he's trying so hard to." Um, it's to, all about balance. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> Well, let's 
let's move on to a, a bit of fun. So I've launched a new segment called Ask the Athlete, awesome. where we allow our fans to be able to ask you the question. Yeah. And yes, poker for sports.pod is a sport. <laughs> I Googled it and like it definitely it. Yes, is. <laughs> definitely is. I agree. So it's a different sport, but we love it. Yes. So the first one is, we had a, quite a few people actually <laughs> ask. We had to cull a few of the questions. <laughs> but we had Instagrammer B Fowler. He yep. asked, do you have a girlfriend? I do not. No, very single. You're very single. Yep. He then followed on to ask, do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. I'm, uh, I'm not something I've decided on yet. <laughs> Ad Parker 7 said, Rumour has it you won the annual golf championship recently. Any comments on the prestigious award? <laughs> uh, Parks. Uh, we uh, had a golf tournament, I think, so at the start of the year um, that Parker and I were, were teams on. Uh, we happened to win, which is really nice. I didn't... I didn't do too much work. He did all the work, but it was good to be involved in the win. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's good. Who was like the tournament with? Uh, I was just with, there was 16 of us, just mates. We went to um, a golf course and yeah, played a tournament and we happened to win. Xavier underscore jeans on Instagram asked, what is your favourite meal to eat at the poker table? I think everyone knows the answer to this. It's definitely pizza. pizza. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely pizza. Lots of photos floating around of me during Vegas eating pizza at the table. I didn't want to um, steal Jeansy's thunder on that one, so I had to keep this question but ask the athlete. But in terms of eating at the poker table, yeah. are you allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're allowed as long as you don't make a mess. And Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Dad, um... I was well, that day they took all those photos of me eating pizza. I was starving and I hadn't eaten. I didn't eat the day. So there's usually a dinner break you get. Um, they give you a 90 minute dinner break throughout the day. On that day, they brought it forward to four o'clock so all the cameras for ESPN could set up and do all this stuff. So I hadn't eaten for like five hours after that. And I was like, Dad, just please bring me some food. I'm starving. And ends up bringing like three or four boxes of pizza hands them out to everyone and everyone was just eating pizza. It's pretty funny. Uh, have, do you eat anything else or is just pizza your go-to? No, pizza's not my go-to. That was probably the first time I've eaten pizza at the table. They just happened to get all the photos of me um, <laughs> eating pizza. I'm usually eating something healthy at the table, like a salad or something, because you don't want to feel lethargic and slow and you just want to be switched on. I think if you're having too much of that, those sort of bad foods, that's what happens. They were circulating, all those pictures were. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> it was very funny. But are you superstitious? So superstitious. So superstitious. It's bad. Even with footy, when I was growing up, I'd wear the same socks all the time, wear the same jocks. Even now with poker. Is it the black hoodie? Tell me it's the, it's black, the black hoodie. hoodie <laughs> yeah, the black hoodie I wore every day. I wore the same shoes every day playing poker. It's Yeah, it's, it's probably not a good thing, but it helps, you know, probably keep me a bit, a bit sane, or a bit... I don't know what it is, but it just... Just luck. You wanted that luck. Yeah, I just, it's doing well, and I feel like, why well, go against it? I just feel like it has a... It's probably, it probably has no effect at all, but I feel like it does, so I just do it. Did you watch the jumper? The jumper? No, I was wearing a T-shirt. I was, <laughs> okay. I was wearing a T-shirt underneath right. the jumper. Not, not just the, the jumper. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> then Lisa Gazzardi on Instagram asked... How much do I have to pay to get into the mahog- mahogany room? Now you need to lose a lot of money. That's how it works. You lose, a, you lose a lot of money and they go, all right, come up to mahogany, lose some more here. That's, that's how it works. And Nathan Calabro on Instagram asked, what's your golf handicap? You're obviously a golf player. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm obviously not a good golf player. That's why he's asking that. It's somewhere, it's somewhere like 29 or 30 or something. I've, I've only been playing a couple of years and I don't play that often. 
Um, but I'm hoping to bring that down soon. Well, thank you, Hashi, for joining us on Sports Aid Up Pod. We really appreciate you coming in, especially on your Saturday morning and your day off. We're so excited just to see where poker takes you, and we'll definitely be following you all the way. Awesome. Thanks, Tay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sport Tay. We'll be back next week with more.